Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another incredible episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Episode 51. I am your host, Matt Hinshaw, as always. Make sure and follow us on the internets at Real Film Nerds. We are on everything YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitters. So make sure to follow us. With me, as always, and I always say that, my good buddy, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. So, Mike, why don't you put some clothes on? We're going for custard. I don't want to put on some clothes, but <laughs> I do want that custard, so I will. Custard at Culver's, right? Uh, yeah, custard somewhere. Yeah, Culver's is a place you can get custard. So, for those of you who do not catch that line, it is in the trailer. That is a line from White Boy Rick. Mike, do your thing. Give us the rundown. All right. So, like you said, uh, we're reviewing White Boy Rick. It was uh, directed by Jan Dimage. Uh, writers are uh, Andy Weiss and Logan Miller and Noah Miller. Uh, it's starring Matthew McConaughey, Richie Merritt, Belle Pally, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, And um, it's the story of a teenage Richard Warshi Jr. who became an undercover informant for the FBI during the 1980s and was ultimately arrested for drug trafficking and sentenced to life in prison. All right, Mike. So uh, what did you think of White Boy Rick? So this movie was interesting. Um, It's pretty crazy family dynamic in this movie with... um, the character that is white boy Rick, uh, or uh, I think they just, yeah, I guess they just call him Rick. Um, it's only his his uh, friends, quote unquote, that call him white boy Rick. And uh, it was just an interesting dynamic of family and stuff. Uh, it, it was weird. I mean, it's such a weird story about how things happened. I don't, I don't know if I want to get into too much of spoilers, but... It's it's a strange way of having uh, an informant and uh, how everything went down, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll second that. Um, I was looking forward to this movie. It has Matthew McConaughey in it. And he kept saying how this is going to be his comeback, breakout, you know, earth shattering role. Which, don't get me wrong, he did a fantastic job acting in this movie. Comeback? Like, what? What? I mean, I thought he's been doing fine. Yeah, but this is kind of his coming back into the mainstream kind of thing. Because he hasn't done anything real Oscar-worthy, groundbreaking in a while, I guess is a good way to put it. Not since really kind of Dallas Buyers Club. All right, so yeah, he did Dallas Buyers Club, and then he did that movie, was it Gold? Or yes. Or Gold? Yeah. That was awesome. That yeah, was an awesome movie. It didn't, so, you know, yeah. it didn't. No, Audiences didn't like it. People oh. didn't, you know. Anyway, so that's what he was saying. And don't get me wrong, he did a fantastic job. But this movie is kind of all over the place. I was kind of let down by it 
because the only thing that really makes this movie good is the story. The acting was good. The family dynamic was amazing, but it bounces around a lot. And the things that the director chose to show you versus what he chose not to show you, I think were some bad calls. Yeah, because so I they market this movie as like, um, you know, an FBI informant and drug kingpin all before he turned 16. But they didn't really show the drug kingpin part that much. They and left like a lot his, of it his, out. His yeah. age uh, was glanced upon a few times, it's, but it was just, uh, it was all over the place, like you said. It, I wish it was done a little bit better with just a little bit more clarity, because it's like, uh, yeah, it, it could have been better movie, I think. Like, Matthew McConaughey was really good in his part. Yeah. And um, same with uh, Richie Murray, who plays uh, uh, White Boy Rick. He did a fantastic job acting as White Boy Rick, really well. Yeah, it was just, it was just, um, it was all over the place. It, it was just what they chose to show you is not what I would have chosen, and I don't think it added anything to the movie. I don't think it helped. There, there was parts that I wanted to see that they didn't show you. And there were parts that they showed you where I'm like, okay, great, I guess. Like they, uh, for example, without spoiling anything yet, um, they don't really explain how White Boy Rick got involved with the gangsters in the movie. He just kind of stumbles upon them. I mean, I guess, you know, when he's selling guns, but... It it leads you to think that there was more to it than that because why would they be like oh you sold us some guns all right now you're our friend yeah no it doesn't really show like the nurturing of the relationship like right and yeah. how these big powerful gangsters trust him enough to be like almost a right hand man almost immediately is how it comes off in the movie yeah it kind of does seem like that. Um, I don't know how much we could talk about without spoiling it. I mean, it's uh, it's based on a true story. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ending, but it ends on a hardcore downer. No, for yeah. sure. So yeah. if you're going to this movie thinking you're going to have a fun evening watching this, you're not. It ends, it ends harsh. That's for well, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it does show you kind of uh, the life of of getting involved with like drugs and. I guess gangster type people and and stuff because like uh, white boy Rick's sister in the movie has uh, drug addiction problems and then yeah. uh, you know there's just there's things I don't want to give away too much but it 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 shows you that it's not an easy uh, lifestyle. Yeah, she is uh, she is hardcore addicted to crack, and that plays some very interesting dynamic family roles uh in the movie and uh hopefully that didn't hit too hard on you mike i you know oh no no yeah uh i don't don't, you don't need to talk about it but i'm just saying i i I didn't even think about that until right now but yeah that's uh it's tough man it's tough having a family member being a hardcore addict i can't even imagine 
Anyway, so um, I enjoyed this film. It was good. Uh, it wasn't great. I would say, um, unless you really want to go see it in the movie theaters, don't waste your time. Wait until it comes out on Netflix or Redbox. It's definitely worth a watch just for the story. But there's no reason to go watch it in the theaters. I just don't see one. I just don't yeah. see one. No, no, there's not a real good reason to watch it in the theaters. I... I was thinking that it was going to be an awesome Matthew McConaughey movie, but it's really not about him as much. He's in it, but he's more, I mean, he's a main character, but he's more on the side. It's really about Rick, white yep. boy Rick. Yeah. I was somewhat disappointed by this movie. I mean, the family dynamic is crazy, uh, but it was neat because you don't usually see stuff like that on TV. So you know, it was kind of, or on on anything. It kind of showed what like a a... a a crazy family can be like i feel like in the movies they they downplay uh family life and and stuff and there's not usually so many crazy things like this one every everybody in the family is pretty much crazy or has something going on that's weird in the movies it tends to just be one particular person there's like the outlier like oh that's just uncle buck you know he's just like that and then everybody else is, I don't know, quote unquote normal. But this this was uh, this was neat to see like this hugely dysfunctional family and like from the grandparents to the <laughs> to the everyone everyone. So that was kind of neat to see that. Well, that's one interesting thing to bring up. You said uh, Uncle Buck like, which is um, I think how Hollywood, especially television likes to tell the story of dysfunctional families is in a humorous kind of way, which helps people accept the dysfunction of the family, I guess is a good way to put it. And this movie, they don't do that. I mean, there's funny parts, but you know, his sister being a drug addict is very serious. His, um, you know, grandpa and grandma you know, living across the street, uh, showing signs of dementia is a very serious part. Yes, it's funny at times, but it's uh, it's very serious. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of humor in this movie. Not really at all. There's, uh, I mean, I don't even think there's really jokes. Uh, there's a couple one-liners, I guess. There's some funny but- quotes and some funny... Um, instances but overall i would not say they were funny you know it was just it was like that moment that makes you go ha that's pretty funny or something like that it's not laugh out loud kind of moment yeah yeah definitely you're totally right all right mike so let's get to the uh, meat and potatoes of our podcast what everybody tunes in to hear mike how does white boy rick relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hey, well, uh, thanks for asking, man. I'm excited to tell you. Uh, it, it is the an art director who worked on uh, White Boy Rick, Brian Felty, was a, an art direction on uh, Black Panther. So, your first episode... Black yes, Panther. my first episode. Episode four, correct? Episode number four. Yes, sir. Yeah, episode four. And we're on 51. So I've, 51. I've hung out there for a little bit. It, 
don't lie, it's all the bribes that I send you. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yep, all those links to that that internet porn is amazing. Hey, you know, I know your obsession with flaccid penises, so I gotta send you something. Yes, yeah, I, I you know. Were, it's now, awesome. Mike, were you disappointed that there was no flaccid penis in White Boy Rick? Uh, you know, I guess. I guess it was a little bit, but I mean, this movie is really serious uh, and uh, sad. I'm just mo- joking, mo- man. Mostly sad, so I don't know if I needed to see any uh, flaccid white boy penis. Well, what if it was a flaccid black boy penis? Would it have been better? I don't know. There was a chance that I was going to, but then, you know, they covered it up. Yeah, that's true. All right, so... Uh, um. Let's do it, Mike. Uh, from here on out, we are going to be talking about the spoilers in White Boy Rick. So if you do not want this movie spoiled before you go watch it, go ahead and uh, turn off the podcast now and go look at our uh, reviews on our website. I mean, not reviews, ratings on our website or in the show notes or wherever you download this. It'll be in there. All right, Mike, so uh, you want me to start it off, or do you want to start off the spoilers? Um, No, no, go for spoilers. Go go for it. The ending was so freaking depressing, dude. I know that's like throwing it right to the fire, but to find out that he still is basically in jail is so screwed up. Well, he, he got out of, um, apparently he got out of uh, prison in... Um, what 2017 uh, m- right michigan and then he was immediately thrown in jail in florida oh so, so depressing uh, man I can don't you know, imagine uh, that? what that was for really but he was thrown in jail for florida on an unrelated charge i'm like of what didn't he already get <laughs> no man that was crazy that was a you crazy know. rule uh they said if it was a certain amount of grams of cocaine you were you were automatically life in prison. Well, it wasn't just cocaine; it was a uh, uh, crack cocaine specifically. But um, you got to remember, this was the '80s, and this is going to get political, and this is going to piss everybody off. But it's hard not to get political when you watch this movie and talk about this movie because you, you remember what was going on in the '80s. Well, probably not because we both were very young, but you studied about it, and that was when uh, Ronald Reagan. And his wife, specifically mostly his wife, declared war on drugs. And so yeah. that's one of the fallouts was um, lifetime unquestionable sentences for certain amounts of drugs, which I think to this day has been rolled back. But back in the 80s, you know, that was it. And this kid was 17 years old. Yeah. yeah and he spent 17, the majority yeah. of his life... After that point in prison. Yeah. Over a drug. I mean, there was convicted murderers that were getting out before yeah, this kid was. It wasn't just prison. It was um it was max security, uh twenty-three hours a day in your cell, one hour of exercise. Now I don't um, know if they um talked about that or not, if that was the whole time, but definitely when he first went in he was under uh, solitary confinement, max security, because one of the things that they point out at the end of the movie 
is that he flips on a lot of the gangsters, gets them arrested, trying to cut a deal with the FBI, and the FBI basically goes, yeah, sorry, we can't do shit. We tried our best. And so he cut this deal, jeopardizes his life for nothing. And now he gets to spend it not only in prison, but in at least solitary confinement for a while until the heat comes off of him so people don't want to kill him. Right. But did you see that at the end, too, where they pointed out that all the guys that were arrested that he flipped on all got out before he did? Yeah. 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 And the movie they talked about um, uh, white people time versus black people prison time. Yep. And uh, it turns out it was backwards, I guess. At least when it... that, That was the point of this particular movie or whatever. Right. And at least when it came to white boy Rick... I don't even remember in the movie where the drugs were. What are they in his car or something? Uh, I don't know. Because they... <laughs> I don't remember them pulling him out in the house. And again, that's another wonderful hole in no. the movie. But No, the movie didn't like... Didn't really just... say where they were, but that's what it was. Yeah. He had uh, he had eight kilograms of uh, crack cocaine. Yeah, they got... They got in a car accident and he's all dead. We need to get in partner together and, and do it right and take care of the thing. And then there's kind of a flash and then I guess everything's going well. And they're, they're like, yeah, his dad's opening up the video store. Yeah. They're becoming like a, a family again. And then they all get arrested. And it was like, well, what the hell happened in that? Like that flat, like there's, there was a lot of, glancing over of things yeah and that's not the only glancing over that's that's just one of the biggest ones because like i was alluding to earlier you really don't see him working his way into being almost a right-hand man to this big time um black gangsters in detroit and i mean they're not small i mean they're running a couple neighborhoods of drug dealing you know they're they're big time yeah, yeah, and they're they're attached to the mayor, and there's all these ties. But no, they don't they don't talk about that. They also don't talk about so white boy Rick gets shot. Yeah, and, oh, dude, exactly and, what I was and, just gonna say. And he has this he has a colostomy bag or whatever. And they don't ever talk about if that's permanent, if he goes away. Like, is this white boy Rick? Like, and they show a brief scene where you get to see like his scars or his um his stitches and stuff. And it's gnarly. Like it's like his whole um, his whole uh, midsection is like got a giant cut in it. And then there's a, a scene later on where he's he's getting with a, a particular character, and I was like, oh, they're gonna show the scar. Nope, just cut it. And I was like, they're not even gonna talk. Like it seemed like she would talk about, oh, what happened to you? Like I don't know. It was weird. It seemed like it seemed like they were just glancing over stuff i don't know well i don't even really remember why he was shot i know it was one of his friends that shot him but i don't even remember why he was shot it was, i know someone had flipped but no it's because that that boy that got the ak those boys who got shot at the drive-by yeah i remember they that. were just the going were after killed. people yeah. and for whatever reason that guy was paranoid his uh his boss i guess yeah um Little Big Man was his name. Um, little Big Man just decided to, to take out White Boy Rick. So 
Okay, so okay, I guess. it was really Th- this, this is this is See, this is again, all my interpretation, it, right? It doesn't explain it really. I know he it was his friend that shot him and everything, and he was one of his, you know, same age friend, not the gangster age, the older gangster friends, but he sh- plugged him right in the stomach. Anyways, yeah, there's just so many so many holes or things that they chose to show you versus not show you. Like, okay, this one they didn't have to show us. But I think they should have alluded to it a little bit more about how he fathered a child. Oh, like they don't even show him really hooking up with the girl. They show him making out with her at a drive in movie and that's it. And so you're supposed to interpret that he ends up dating her at least for a while and having sex with her at least for a while. All of him making out with her at a drive in movie once. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, I did enjoy the little uh, character that came over that came and yelled at him about not being a. Yes, uh, that, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, that was pretty good. That was real good. The the her younger brother, I believe, is who yeah, it was. I think it was your younger brother. But uh, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, no, that was just one of those things. It was like you're supposed to believe it, and you're like, what? Yeah, and honestly, this is just me snowballing. I haven't experienced this, but I would think if he had fathered a child, the first thing that girl would want to do is go over there, knock on that door, and say, give me some money. You know? I would figure she Uh. would want the support of him being there. Yeah, she's a kid, and he was a kid, but still, you would have thought it would have been a little bit more than what it was. Yeah. In real life, at least, I would think. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was... Eh. I don't know. Yeah, it was just a... It was just a clusterfuck of uh, how they told the story. The story, again, is the saving grace. And same with the acting. The story and the acting is what makes this movie. You know, the family dynamic. We've talked about this a bunch now, but that's what really makes this movie. How the they chose to tell the story was wrong. They just yeah. left too many holes. They really did. And that's why I'm not going to recommend it. You know, I'm not going to say it's a horrible movie, but uh, I don't recommend you go see it in the theaters. I really don't. Yeah. So I guess with that, Matt, do you have any more to say or do you want to get right into the, the ratings? No, nah, I, I, I don't know what more I can add. You know, uh, I really don't. It's uh, It's horrible that it's a true story. It's horrible that this kid lost so much of his life over some drugs. When you think about how many vicious, vicious criminals there are in this world, and all he was was peddling some drugs, you know, not not to get a little political again and controversial, but I, I'm going to do it. Screw it. I don't work for the news anymore. Um, my personal beliefs is I think you should just say screw it and legalize everything. Yeah, I think that would eliminate a lot of crime because the people that are going to want to do it, the people that are addicted are going to do it anyways. It doesn't matter if it's legal or not. They're going to do it no matter what. So why not make some tax revenue off of it? Why not regulate it a little bit? Why not eliminate some of this crime and violence that surrounds the drug culture just by legalizing it all? Yeah, no. Uh, I I think I think if we did legalize everything, 
Um, of course, there'd probably be a lot of people dead quickly. But uh, after that, uh, we could we could figure out everything, and it would be better. There's been a few countries that have legalized everything, and uh, I know that's exactly what happens. Is just what you're saying. You get a lot of people ODing all of a sudden because they can actually get a hold of it. But honestly, most of those people probably are going to OD eventually in their lifetimes anyways. I know that's harsh to say, but then it levels out and the drug use actually goes down because people, because yeah. there's a taboo behind it being illegal that it's, oh, I'm doing something, you know, yeah. illegal. I'm doing, wow, this is intriguing and kind of, you know. Wow. Yeah. Where that, if that, it's not that's before the addiction kicks in, but yes, right, yeah. exactly. Where if it's not, then those people don't have that desire to even try it. It's just okay, whatever. I don't know. This is just me bullshitting and thinking. It's probably wrong, but I don't care. That's my thoughts on it, and I know that goes against a lot of conservative thinking and things. And but whatever. I think I just think it would be an easy way to help. Uh, cut back on some of this crime, especially with border issues, uh, especially with you know people being gunned down over drugs and things. I, I, yeah. It might be really harsh at first, but I think over time it would be a lot better than what we have now. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I also enjoy the fact that uh, we could we could tax it. Yeah, so, yeah, it would be a lot well of revenue. Make, make, make yeah. some money off of it too. It could be a Instead ton of, of revenue. It all to um, places that don't really pay taxes. And why not take that and put it into something that's meaningful? Don't give it to the streets. Don't give it to public works. Don't give it to politicians. Put it directly into something like the school system. Maybe yeah. even make like scholarships out of it, college scholarships and things. You know, I think it would be huge because why not educate our public more? Because maybe if they're more educated, then they wouldn't want to try the drugs in the first place. Yeah. Just a thought. Just a thought. Okay, so Mike, not to uh, get political and keep getting on track here, but uh, let's get into it. Um, what? How many reels do you give White Boy Rick? I'm going to give White Boy Rick three reels. Nice, nice. But with the three reels, I'm with you. I don't really recommend going to see this in the theater. But if it's on one of the streaming services or something, uh, it is interesting to find out about this particular story of of this uh, teenager kid uh, and kind of what happened to him. Exactly. My sentiments, exactly. So on that, I give it three and a half out of five reels. Oh, I'm not quite as harsh as Mike, but like I keep alluding to the story and the acting is what really makes this movie. And that, you know, the story for me is a big part of a movie and the acting sure as heck is a second big part. But the way they told the story, the directing, uh, it just, nope, wait for Netflix, wait for Redbox. Wait for something like that, you know. Definitely watch it. Just you don't have to stay in the theaters. Save your money. Go see something good. Yeah. So on that note, uh, I don't really have anything else. Uh, I think of it this way, though: a week from today, a week from 
the day you're hearing this podcast is the start of our Harvest Horror Fest. Ooh, a Harvest Horror Fest. I'm excited. And I think we've told everybody what the first one is going to be. But if I, they haven't... I think so. Mike, what what's our first movie in Harvest Horror Fest? Uh, this movie called Tusk. One of your favorite Kevin Smith movies of all time, right, Mike? Yeah, about that. Yeah, I wouldn't say this is my favorite. Uh, this is actually, this is, it's really bad. It's a really bad horror movie. And I like really bad ones. But this one's not even redeemable. This one's just terrible. I know, it's depressing, especially since it's Kevin Smith. Yeah, but um, that's going to be our first one, and it can only go up from there, people. Yep, that's kind of how, you know, I tricked Mike into watching this movie. But I kind of envisioned us starting out with a really bad shit-filled movie and just going to the moon afterwards. And we will, because Tusk, I think, is the worst one out of all the movies we have planned for Harvest Horror Fest. And not by worst one, like, by a little bit. Like, the worst one, like, by at least probably three reels. I mean, it's bad. Tusk is really bad. I'm sorry, Kevin Smith, I love you, but this movie is shit. Yeah, Tusk is bad. Tusk is really bad. So tune in next Thursday to hear us tear Tusk apart, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Woo! And then uh, we haven't decided what we're going to do for our new one next week, but, uh, you know, Mike and I will uh, pick it. We'll figure it out. It'll be fun. It'll be something good. There's there's a, probably about four or five decent movies out there in the theater right now. And uh, I'm going to use my Cinemia Pass to go see it. Whatever it is. Screw nice. you, now, Movie Pass. And now you can go see movies at Harkins with Cinemia. Yes, sir. I can see three a month with Cinemia. I didn't do the Unlimited. The Unlimited, I think, is a little bit out of my price range. Nice. Well, three a month, I think, uh, will help out quite a bit. Yeah, three a month is, you know, basically I get two free movies a month. And that's that's 50% of the movies I do for the podcast for free. So that's cool. I'm okay with that. It's still saving me money. Yeah, but uh, awesome. I, I just couldn't warrant uh, $30 a month for Unlimited. I guess it probably would make sense since pretty much guaranteed to see four movies a month, which would be more. But maybe we won't. Maybe we'll start ramping up our legacy cast or maybe we'll get cut back because of basketball and football who knows or your upcoming nuptials we'll see yeah that that might put a little break on it i don't know so well that's all i got mike uh thanks everybody for uh continuing to listen to us rant and rave about movies uh do us a favor make sure to tell your friends make sure to like make sure to subscribe make sure to download Visit our website, visit our Instagrams, email us, send us your requests. Uh, Yeah, I think that's all I got. Mike, your turn. Uh, No, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And, uh, you know, this is uh, episode 51. We're looking forward to making many more episodes. And, uh, yeah, uh, just excited to uh, start uh, Harvest uh, Horror Fest. So, anyway... Yeah, thanks everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.